comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. And tonight we're talking about the premiere of Fear, The Walking Dead, and the second episode of Walking Dead World Beyond. But I'm not going to do this alone. Oh, no, I'm not that foolhardy, my friends. No, no, no. (laughs) I brought some friends, of course. First of all, over here I brought World World After the Apocalypse Monopoly champ, Daryl Taylor. Yeah. Uh, the man who came out with the Blaze of Gory t-shirts, Mr. Chubtoe Chelvin. Hello. What? <laughs> he brought his own cheering section. Oh, my goodness. And a man who brought a bag of ravioli and candy canes, Mr. Aaron Newarth. <laughs> but I forgot my can opener. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? No fair. No one told me we were bringing sound effects. Yeah, hey, if I, if, do I have to get another soundboard to fight you now? Come I on. think so. <laughs> Too many soundboards. Studio thing I backed on Kickstarter. It's kind of cool. Oh, good. I can't even program custom things into it. Well, uh, as I said, tonight we're going to be covering the uh, Fear of the Walking Dead premiere, uh, fo- focused on Morgan in a big way, and the world beyond. Uh, episode number two. Not focused on Morgan. Not focused on Morgan in any way. And, you know, that was a mistake. Definitely. But, uh, I'm glad we had a, you know, Russ cannot be here tonight. He has been, uh, trapped at the beach in a hurricane situation. He's waiting for Strand to come bring the boat to come pick him up. So. I'm waiting for a sound cue now to happen when you said that. Now you got me thinking sound cues are coming at all times. I feel like if I stumbled into a morning zoo radio show or I something. I think we have. Hey, First you're time listening to Toad at the Deeds, so we're uh, talking about the Walking Dead. Sadingo. And the baby. <laughs> Phone tap. Oh my god. Okay. Alright. Cut it out. Enough Falderall and Hollow Blue from you guys. Come on, God, Russ. Russ is out of here once, and you guys try to take over. I'm the substitute. Sit down. We've moved on from obscure TV references from, like, the 70s and 80s to radio shows that people literally don't listen to anymore because who listens to radio? (laughs) There is no more terrestrial radio. (laughs) Well, some of those shows did go to... They did go to uh, serious radio. I hope that's a channel. I hope there's a channel that's just morning radio show hosts, and every hour is a different radio show host doing (laughs) absurd things of sound effects and nonsense talk. Oh, it exists, my friend. It exists. I'm sure. I'm sure. But it's all somebody's fault. 
build the radio. I'm sure there's got to be something on, on uh, YouTube or something like that, right? That, no. that, that, that kind of recreates that kind of uh, situation. No, no, no for, those, for, the, for everyone, for everyone actually, who's too young. Oh, I'm the serious radio actually does have a a station that does this morning oh, zoo kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, nice. I Not nice. Before. No, I didn't mean to step into that. <laughs> I, no. What was well, it on Parks and Rec? Like Johnny and the Douche. Or yeah. <laughs> I know the no. douche is the other one. I know that. Community, it was uh, uh, Troy and Abed in the morning. <laughs> now that I'd listen to. That was, yeah. that was always fun. Okay, so the episode we're talking about tonight on Fear of the Walking Dead, it's season six, episode one. The end is the beginning. Whoa, man. Deep. <laughs> That's deep. Um, we, uh, you know, well, let's recap really quick. We left Morgan... Like, he literally said Morgan Jones is dead to Virginia, right? And he he had the sucking uh, chest wound. He was not doing too well when we last left Morgan. Um, Dire straits. Yeah, not not so good. Not just the Um, band. He definitely failed his first death day. uh, We meet, uh, we start the episode with a guy named Walter. He's meeting another dude named uh, Emil. Uh, played by Demetrius Gross, who's been in a bunch of things. And there was a dog named Rufus, and the dog had delivered, um, had, had brought them to his master, and Emil looked at a key around the guy's neck. And uh, Virginia, it turns out this guy's like a bounty hunter for, for Virginia. And Virginia calls him and says, you know, find Morgan Jones. So. This is a this is a good little opening, because you, you get a lot of, you know, subversion, obviously, where, you know, you got a guy set up, Looks like he's just being safe and hanging out. The guy runs in. He's like, "Oh my god, what's on?" You think like that guy's probably going to be trouble. The guy that runs in and it turns, you know, turns the tables. The dog's even in on it. Even laughs yeah. like that, like that snidely whiplash dog in the in Wacky Racers. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of obscure TV references, <laughs> I don't think he works for Virginia though. I think he. Is... No, he's a bounty hunter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Virgi- yeah. I, I don't it, imagine it there's many like of those. Somebody, somebody offered a bounty on her. He'd go after her. Well, yeah, I'm, yes. well, I'm just saying that's how. Bo- yes, that's how bounty hunters work. Yes, that's how that works, Chubb. Thank you. I'd imagine don't no bounty hunt explain me. Don't Chubb explain us about. Bounty I imagine hunt. there's probably not many people like Virginia that can, uh, you know, afford whatever he's getting paid like Virginia right. can. So that's right. why she's probably a regular as far as accomplishing certain things for yeah, her. She's the Jabba. Well, yeah. she knows there is exactly. She's the Jabba. She's the Jabba. The other guy that they're with, that's the Bib Fortuna. Mm-hmm. There's a couple there's a couple of Boba Fett's running around. There you go. Boba Fett. But but, uh, but this guy, Emil, he's the Bosk. That's right. <laughs> Bosk. That's one of my favorite old TV sitcoms, by the way. Who's the Bosk? With <laughs> right. oh, yeah. Should have won another season. I'll huh? shut up for a while. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was always a Dengar guy myself. Anyway... <laughs> So Emil is on the hunt for Morgan. (laughs) And this is something I'm going to bring up later. We get two pretty interesting characters in this episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Who, you know, spoiler for the end of the episode, both end up dead. And that night. And that bummed me out. I'm like, oh, we got some interesting new characters. That's cool. Fear does that. They they kill some interesting characters. Not the first time. I was thinking, oh, a new season, a couple of interesting new characters, got a new awesome. new villain here, you know? It also, I mean, at the same time, it doesn't run them into the ground where you're like, well, this was cool when it started, but we're still with this. Like, I like that this is pretty isolated by yeah. doing it this way. It is. 
So, but, so yeah, like a bottle episode. Well, I guess it's going to be more anthology. They're going to break it out more in this season, from what I've heard. I mean, that sounds good to me. I mean, I think just to, lost three characters in the episode. Yeah, but only, only, only two that I cared about. Anyway, um, Bart and Bart Reeves, and then Morgan, because Morgan Jones is dead. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, Morgan is got, Morgan's still alive, everybody. What? He's up in a water tower, and his eyes are like bloodshot red, and he's got a gangrenous chest wound. And he stinks so bad that the walkers don't see him anymore. Yeah, I started to get offended for him. <laughs> <laughs> who's watching Who's watching Lovecraft Country? Everybody? I, yeah. I am. I am, yeah. but the I only last night's episode okay i want yeah but the only the only thing this episode could have used was like two kids just like picking it he's dancing around him at this point because he I was know. just so like rank <laughs> it just looks so nasty with his big fake hair on his head and everything <laughs> i was like <laughs> man he's they really yeah. really want to make him look like death and they've accomplished this yes they do but he's got, he's got these bloodshot red eyes like we saw in the uh, poster right yeah because he, he can't find visine in the apocalypse duh but uh yeah he stinks so bad from gangrene they go uh right by him he's got like a little water tower um uh, place set up um how long's it been you think like i don't know how do you how long can you live with gangrene that's my thought yeah. it's like he's, he's that was my question that like, I can't yeah. like, and he, and he keeps the arm like that's that would surprise me <laughs> i would be surprised if he lost the arm at the end of this episode yeah I just, I don't know, I, I'm not, I am obviously not a medical doctor. I only play one on TV. I like, I, but, like, like a couple weeks, maybe, probably, at most. Maybe, yeah. Look, I mean, looking at the beard growth, right? right? I mean, yeah. Well, she was bald. So. The, the part that got me in, it kind of gets answered later, was like how we got from where we left him to where we found him. You know what I mean? And right. it kind of, it kind of is addressed later. Yeah, it is addressed uh-huh. later. They did. But, play. um, but that was my big question. It's like, how did he, go from you know there yeah, to and and it's fully loaded with everything like, yeah and uh, like all of his stuff and right yeah. he has a little uh, uh place there right uh he scores a gun from a police car and but morgan almost gets killed by this guy named isaac who mistake who mistook him for a zombie sure um, the guy was nice to him but morgan uh was not interested in making a new friend no uh, <laughs> not to, not today. What just not wasn't today. that day? Yeah. Uh, he even offers to like remove the bullet that's in his shoulder or whatever. But whoever had helped Morgan had not taken it out. It was still in there. Yeah. Uh, I have a question that I meant to ask, and it's in my notes because I wanted to ask it to you, Jim. Uh, it's about a meal. He he. Early on, in the beginning of this episode. I'm sorry, we're backtracking a bit, but it's important. Oh, it's okay. He, he talks about beans. And the secret to making good beans, and he doesn't want to tell the he doesn't want to tell the other guy. He doesn't want to tell Walter. That chef told, never reveals his secrets. He doesn't want to spill the beans, as he says, mm. which made me laugh. And then he up ahead of that guy, and like, well, that took a turn. Uh, but then he says Tabasco as a secret. Have you ever used Tabasco in your beans, Jim? I I prefer Crystal hot sauce. It's from okay. the same area of Louisiana. Mm. It's not as uh, um, it's not as bright. It doesn't have uh, like the bitterness that Tabasco can have. You can use more of it and get more of the flavor. So that'd be my suggestion. My nice. chef's suggestion for the week. There we go. That's been dining with Deets. Uh, you've all Thank been great. So let's uh, let's move back to the regular show. All right. Yes. <laughs> all the Deets with Jim Deets. All the Deets. 
Um, and like all, almost in no time has passed over and Emil catches up with Morgan. Um, Isaac tries to lie that he says he's never seen the man in Emil's sketch. Terrible and liar. Where the hell did he get a sketch of Morgan? I don't know. I was about to ask that. Too. I mean, that sketch, though, it's not like it was good. So I wasn't too upset about it. He's drawing himself. It's just a, uh, yeah. I'm like, My guess was Virginia gave him a description and he sketched that out. That's is that, No, I want to think that there is a sketch artist in the group <laughs> that just has terrible drawings all over the place. That draws every have? villain. Or they do like uh, the total low tech version of a fax machine. They yes. draw it, they, they staple it to a zombie, and they that send it out. That is what I want to believe. That is what I want to believe. A passenger zombie. Uh, yeah, yeah, like a passenger, like a carrier yeah. pigeon, but a zombie. Yeah, it's slower. Slower speed. It feels slower, but you know, it gets there. It Just gets wait here for 15 days. There. We'll get you a message. Right. That's it right. gets there when it gets there. You know. <laughs> I think it'd make a more interesting show if we find out that that's the case. That's what the spray painting will be about that we exactly. keep seeing in this show. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Isaac is not a very good liar, and I'm still wondering where he got the sketch, but whatever. But he gets Emil to go on down the road looking for Morgan. Um, and then after Emil's gone, Isaac somehow figured out where Morgan was from his bag, the coordinates on his bag or something, or the dog. I wasn't sure. No, it was the coordinates. He wrote. He wrote he wrote mm-hmm. no. He wrote because he, he said himself. He said uh, I got I have oh, coordinates. Right. I took I took a chance. Right on his bag. And everyone knows how to read coordinates very easily, so he found them. Everybody does. That's a total thing. Uh, Morgan uh, wakes up and finds him there, and uh, Isaac asks him to use his new gangrene superpower to sneak uh, supplies past the walkers uh, to him and his pregnant wife before she gives birth. Twist. Well, yeah, a lot going on there. <laughs> so I, I kind of thought I had a because I know um, what's her name, Iron Face. Um, <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I know his real. I know the actor's name. What's the guy with the face? His name Dwight. Dwight is um, his wife. What Shelley? I know she's back this season. Yeah, so I was kind so. of wondering if like she was going to be the pregnant woman that he's going after. Like I thought that it might have been a possibility, but then that was quickly rectified and, and not oh, being yeah, the case. I thought it would be the one that saved him with Michelle. So if it, well, if isn't, it that, be, yeah. isn't that who's writing him the little notes? Well, we know she's out there, and we know that she's back this season in some right. capacity. So I was just curious if well, Isaac's wife would turn out to be Shelley. Oh, okay, I see. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Because I thought we found – I'm sorry, again, spoilers for later in the episode. I thought we found out that was who was writing him the notes and who saved him was Shelley because that was the same handwriting as those other notes, yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize that. but I, I didn't get that at all, but now that you say that, yeah. I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, I'm just kidding. speaking to when he initially announced that he has a pregnant wife. That's where right. my head was at. I guess I never that's thought it would be that though, because you know yeah. that'd be so heartbroken. Of course, Morgan, of course, in his disillusion phase, refuses because you know he's not like Mister Goody Two Shoes to help everybody anymore no. or whatever. He's not old Morgan anymore. That that Morgan died, if you don't remember. Yeah, whatever, dude. I I glossed <laughs> Morgan I was on. So. Uh, how many Morgan? How many? It's like Morgan's on infinite earths. It's like like coming up, like coming up when he's about to like fight Emil or whatever, and he's like, "Wait, which?" I had to I like as he pointed a gun at him, like, "Which Morgan is this again? Is he the one that's gonna kill him or not?" And I quickly had that answer. And Jizikus is is getting desperate to the point to like you know ask him nicely with a gun in his face, <laughs> and. And at that time, 
Emil decides to use the truck to pull down the water tower. Good, good stunt. I like that. That's a cool, like, I like that little, I like that setup. Like, it was good production design as far as showing you the inside of the water tower and how that'd feasibly work as a place of survival. And then when you see shit like that get pulled down, I'm always in for that. Also, like, that's fun. And the cool thing about it is them not getting hurt makes sense because they put mattresses all around. Yes. The water tower. That was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. It's like they wanted to be prepared for podcasts like ours to yeah. that part. <laughs> they knew. Morgan ends up protecting Isaac anyway. He shoots Emil in the arm. And after they uh, fl uh, flee in Emil's truck and then on foot, um, Morgan revealed the water tower thing was for the person who stitched him up. Uh, whoever that had been. He still doesn't know. So. Mm. Um, Emil is like the best Forest bounty hunter because on the one hand he found him right away so good on Emil but also I mean he's pointing a gun at him like what was the other what was the option yeah. right there like he could have just killed him right away like he's what is he gonna do use the axe I mean I, I thought pulling down the water tower was kind of extreme there were a lot of other ways he could have gone about that right I mean he got him out of there he just didn't know he had a gun although you kind of want to you know if you're a bounty yeah you're, you're not wrong you're a bounty hunter you kind of want to be prepared for these kinds of scenarios yeah right He's not exactly the Mandalorian, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, he didn't have a tracking yeah. job. Right, he just exactly. has a dog. <laughs> um, all he known is when he woke up after being shot and left for dead, he was kind of sewn up, and he had a note beside him. It said, you don't know me, but I heard your message. You need to do the same. You still have things left to do. And I thought it looked like the Sherry's uh, handwriting. And when she says that she doesn't know him, like, she would know of him from Dwight, but she wouldn't actually know him, right? Because they know of each other, but she never met her. Or would he never she, met her. Would she even know of him from Dwight? Like, was there being, like, when they were still together and with the same fears, would there be a point where I'm he's just, like, man. Well, I'm, I'm, you got to remember, there's their video infomercial thing that's out there in the world. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we get reminded of that this episode, too. I forgot. We find this. out Isaac's backstory. They're doing a lot of stuff. See, I forgot about the bad thing. Yeah. As you know, on the on the way to like where he's hiding out with his wife, uh, you know, Isaac says, you know, tells that he you know, accidentally mentions that he used to be one of Jenny's Rangers, but he wanted to do what the Good Samaritans have been doing, and uh, you know, Morgan could be be part of that if you let uh, Isaac remove that damn bullet. So they get back to the uh, place. He gave Morgan a bag of supplies to usher through the walkers who'd been attacked, attracted by a squeaky fan. <laughs> classic. Of course, squeaky fan, the classic zombie attractor. Uh, Isaac would take another route and hopefully get in there uh, in time for the child's birth. Uh, unfortunately, Morgan collapses a couple of steps into his mission. Uh, Isaac, Isaac turns around <laughs> And despite being outnumbered and Morgan only having one good arm, they took out all the walkers. This is a good, this is a good action sequence. Yes, like it was. I, I wanted to say this and the scene earlier where they're both in the water tower are shot well. I like the direction in this episode. Oh yeah, this is what I Michael like Michael yeah. Stratasimus. He's a he's yeah. a Walking Dead veteran at this point. He, yeah, Definitely, but I really like good the, stuff. Yeah, I like this episode overall. But that was once this was a uh, sequence that definitely stood stood out to me. Um. You know, Rachel, we find out her name, Isaac's wife, his name is, uh, Rachel, groaning from, has labor pains. Uh, Isaac is, um, 
you know, pitching Morgan on the idea of making the secret, rebuilding a secret spot for all of his friends. Um, Emil's back and Morgan surrenders in court in order to save Isaac and Rachel. But, uh, just as the bounty hunter is swinging to take off his head, Isaac tackles him. And in turn, Morgan saves Isaac. And, uh, Finds out later, uh, Morgan, uh, Isaac tells him that, you know, he, he'd been bitten before. It was actually, he was bringing Morgan. His mission was to bring Morgan to that place to, to, to help, you know, to Morgan to help her. So. Which was like, that's a nice surprise. I suppose it also just was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like it was like a surprise, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, that tracks really easily. So. It makes more sense than him. Like, hey, come help. You know? Um, so while they're talking about all this, Emil attacks again. And Morgan stabs him and then beheads him. It, <laughs> that was persistence. Like, yes, yeah. he was. Yeah. But he does like it is a lot of like staff versus axe fighting, and then like he breaks the stick again, and that and that point I'm like, no, it's staff again, another one of these. <laughs> but, but then he's like, oh, I'll just use the staff, and he steps into the into the, I mean, the chest, gives him an old vampire send off. We get another uh, version of the Morgan's broken staff action figure. I mean, I hope so. Snap, yeah. snap, twig in a, in a case. Anyway. To go. Um, so that basically, I guess that killed the old Morgan, right? Is that, was that what did it? Daryl, sure. yeah. you're the one that, you're the one that kept keeping this straight, man. Yeah, that's, that's the, once Morgan, yeah, he died. He's inside that Morgan died. And then out of the battle, he metamorphed to a new Morgan. <laughs> like a phoenix from the ashes. Exactly right. like a phoenix from the ashes. Dark Morgan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait till you see what he does to Cyclops. This is super badass, oh, Morgan. Poor James Martin. Yeah. Uh, as, as opposed to the regular going average Joe Morgan that's never done anything of notes exactly. in the previous right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the diehard with a vengeance, mother effo Morgan. Ah, so he's he's embracing his baldness. Still has some hair though, yeah. <laughs> and is also palling around with Zeus. That's right. I'm coming to get you, more. That's the Morgan we got now. I'm coming to get you. <laughs> um, as the baby's cry rings out for being delivered, Isaac runs to meet his daughter, and Morgan passes out. Uh, he gets wakened by Rufus the dog, uh, licking him. <laughs> the bullet's out of his shoulder. His eyes aren't red anymore. And Isaac was gone. Yes, because he's alive now. This is a new person. But I, that was quick about Isaac being gone. I guess not. I, I, I was surprised they didn't cut his hair in all of this as well. Yeah, he got a new hat. Oh, and he got a new hat. I like that beard too, man. This is a nice new hat. Beard. It's like him and Maggie are in the new hat club. I know. Hey, we got new hats. <laughs> they used to have members only jackets. Now they have hats only jackets. Yeah. Well, there's there. You know, there's something style. What if there's an inner circle, right, that no one knows about, and it's the hats? Uh, I assume that's a big part of the um, the uh, the CR. Yeah. <laughs> so, the hats. Know, so the amazing part here to me is like he wakes up and he's like the bullets out of him, but now he's totally good. Oh yeah, no no pose, no um, no physical uh, therapy needed. No, he's is, that, is that how gangrene works? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, you sure. take a, you take a siesta for a couple days and you're good. I mean, he's part yeah. ninja. I mean. 
you know. That's true. That's true. He healed himself. Yeah, he's got he's got Daryl's disease. Exactly. I was so. I mean, we're all. I mean, you got to be a little bummed out that the whole red eye thing didn't turn out that he was a werewolf, right? I know, man. I was like, I, that's don't, it. don't get me don't that, get me right? started on this, Jim. Okay, like, don't get they, me started on the last. We, well, we talked about we talked about it before. You know? Like, I was satisfied because I saw the Wolf of Snow Hollow this week, so I was like, that movie rocks. So, Mike, I got my werewolf quota filled. At right. the same time, though, you're gonna give me a poster with him as a werewolf for three months, and then you're not gonna deliver on him being a werewolf. Come on, show. Like, and I just he, want, when he when he was um he almost got killed when the axe came down on him and he was holding up that dude with one arm. I'm like, if he had yeah. just started turning at that time. Like just perfect. just think of that. Like think of next week. We get strand. Like we, it's, there's no Morgan. We get strand back in the gang. Right. And like Virginia's coming at him, and it's like, oh no, we're doomed. Their whole army's coming at him, and it's crazy. And then out in the in the back of the corner, a light shines. It's a full moon, and there's werewolf Morgan emerges with an axe, oh, and he starts just he just crashes down and destroys <laughs> all the all the other groups. And they're like, who is that? And the werewolf turns back. He's like Hulk. He's like, oh, it's me, Morgan. <laughs> Wow, that would have been great. That would have been great. Oh, well. Maybe they'll let us write the next season. Maybe. So, anyway, um, they named the baby Morgan. Aww. Yeah. Um, <laughs> later, uh, Morgan gets that weird key from what's left of Emil, and uh, he trades a stick for that axe. Oh, did we did we talk about like where they are? Like, what, what they got to? Like, where the whole thing is? This yeah. giant wall that they're around and everything? No, I don't think they did. Oh, the dam. Oh, no, I the dam like the dam there where there's like a town underneath the water that was like um blocked by the dam. Like I just thought that was a really cool like idea and set and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't even I was focused on the characters and stuff. I'm sorry. I hear you, yeah. It's just it's just a cool like Isaac leads them back. It's like, hey, you're not going to find this place or whatever. And it's like, what the hell is this? It's like this giant dam, and there's like a town. It's like, that's really cool. Too bad we're not going to go back there again, I guess. But still. <laughs> or ever see Isaac again. <laughs> yeah. Or Emil. <laughs> so, um, so he gets up the axe, and then we uh, cut to Ginny and her Ginny Rangers. <laughs> and they get, there's a big uh, roadblock of dead walkers and a box. Mark Mogert, Morgan okay. Jones. Go ahead, somebody, somebody say it. Go What's ahead. in the box? I need somebody that can say it. Um, I would say, um, it just makes me so angry to see Virginia in Al's van or a SWAT yeah. van thing. That's a bummer. I was just thinking of the steps Morgan took to get to that point where it was like one cut a pole in the box mm-hmm. two you put a meal's head in that box mm-hmm. three you get her to open that box mm-hmm. and that's the way you do it it's it's, it's meal's head in the box that's right head in the box so uh jenny is all spooked it was a meal's head by the way Sorry. yeah <laughs> not gwyneth paltrow no. oh i know uh jenny takes the walkie-talkie a candle no 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 my my shipment from amazon no yeah uh, I thought I needed you to be dead for this to work, but I don't. I just need them to think you're dead. Okay. And then she's like threatening to kill everybody if Morgan ever shows up. And then Morgan's like, Morgan Jones is dead. And you're dealing with someone else now. Who? Morgan Jones. Yeah. I, I do like, <clears throat> excuse me. I do like that. What's her name? Colby Min- Minovy, Virginia. Like the. Mm. We I, we've talked about her in the past couple or whatever season and everything and how effective yeah. she is. I do think that there's 
there's a fine line she's trying to ride as far as being someone that wants to seem intimidating versus someone that is intimidating. And I think that very much shows here. And I think that's that's a tricky part to play where you need to act as a person that wants to show power and has power, yet still can't quite be convincing when it comes to people like Morgan or others that are, you know, have a lot of experience with this kind of thing. So it's right. it's it's good. Like, I, I, I know we've, we've all had, like, have we all like mixed feelings about the whole Virginia stuff? Is that where our takeaway well, was? I think this was her accent, and it seemed like she didn't completely lose the accent in this episode, but she's not hamming it up like before. Yeah, because you're li- she's living in the character more now at this point, so it's more consistent, I suppose. But I mean, I, since we're sticking with her, I just I, I'm more positive on where this stuff is going now than I think where we were last season. Yeah, I mean, at first, the Jenny, I mean, kind of reminded me of, uh, I, I kept thinking she was going to pop things out of her mouth like Kathy Bates from Misery, you know, get your cock and do these zombies out of here now, you know, but um, she's kind of toned that down as it's gone on. And I like this scene between her and uh, and Morgan. Uh, I thought it was uh, a nice little effective coda to the show. Well, this episode. Of her time at, at Vought Industries. Is what? Her time at Vought because she's on The Boys. Oh, okay. The Boys. Oh, yeah, that just ended this week. It's kind of weird. The Stormfront looks like an old girlfriend of mine. Anyway, um, and then we end the episode with a, it was a, a thing at the beginning where we saw some guy painting a, a graffiti on a wall. Right. And this episode ends with that same guy and uh, his buddy. And they said something about they should have been there by now. And he says, we're going to have to wait somewhere else. And the guy painted the end is the beginning, which was the title of the episode. And it looked like he was painting it on, like, a submarine? Yeah, a big old submarine, yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, this show's been increasing the scale every season as far as the giant things go, so that makes sense. It's just like the Fast and Furious movies, you know, first to get a helicopter, then to move to submarines. Yeah. Maybe walking um, dead in space soon, you know. So do we think that that has to do with Walter in that key? Yes. Yeah, like a torpedo tube or something like that. Or well, like I think nuke. that's the nuclear thing. They, they have yeah. that key to unlock the uh, right the the system. Yeah, and the and the the end is the beginning painting exactly. on the thing. So like they got like a doomsday cult. So it's beneath the planet of the apes now. <laughs> wow, ah, uh, mighty bomb. Well, actually, you think <laughs> you think in a situation with zombies, there'd be more doomsday cults around than not. I mean, we we only explored like three states in this exactly. show. So, I mean, yeah. Exactly. I'm sure you know in like West Montana, the death cults up the wazoo. Tell you. So anyway, that was the end of the beginning. Uh, for the episode premiere of The Walking Dead. Let's hear your Buster ratings. We're gonna start with Chub Toad. Our Toby ratings. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Toby ratings. Yeah. My bad. There's so many different shows flying around the past few weeks. <laughs> That's crazy. Yes, our Toby ratings. My my mistake. Out of the air, they're all flying all over me. I tell you, I I really enjoyed this episode. To me, it was kind of like a little mini movie. Just it was very very well done. Like it had that real old timey western feel to it. At the same time, very Walking Dead. Um, I like Morgan in this episode. I thought you know, of course, Lenny James always brings it. Um. I think overall it was pretty solid. I'd, I'd probably give it uh, four Tobies. Mr. Daryl Taylor. Um, I enjoyed it. I, well, it was Morgan. I mean, you know. Uh, of course. 
and all the crazy bounty hunter stuff and the you know the the battles with that and and uh i mean i'm a little disappointed yeah i was disappointed that there wasn't more to the red eye morgan stuff but uh it is what it is um but i i'll give it a uh uh 3.5 out of five toby's mr a.a ron new earth I uh, am a little surprised you guys are that low because I can't think of like a better example of Fear the Walking Dead offhand. <laughs> like this is not a show that we super love all the time. I I don't think this is a perfect episode, but as far as a Fear the Walking Dead show goes, I mean you're giving me a you know an all Morgan all the time episode, which is always the best episode of The Walking Dead. I mean the, the two two of my favorite episodes are completely Morgan centric, clear, and that the with, uh, East Eastman. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're giving me one now on this show. Yeah, I mean, this is it's a great episode. I think it does a lot of good stuff. There's a couple too many, like, Morgan and Isaac having, like, I'm out of here, this is it, this is the end of me monologues. But, I mean, I can forgive that for the most part because there's so much good stuff here. It's well made, like Jimmy pointed out. I think the Emil character is a lot of fun as far as a bounty hunter in this world goes. And if the show's been trying to evoke, like, a Western kind of thing, like, ways to separate it from The Walking Dead... I like that it seems to really ride high on how it's doing that. So, I, I mean, I'm a good four and a half, but Toby's on this one. It's a, it's a really strong episode of a show that I was not necessarily looking forward to compared to The World Beyond, which has done nothing but disappoint me so far. So I was uh, I was into this. I was like, all right, here we go. Another fear episode. You're, That'll be like giving away the second half of the podcast. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I just Here's another fear episode I, where it will be like the premise scene's cool and then it somehow doesn't deliver on it. Yet I really came away liking this episode a lot. And I hope that the rest of the season follows through on being as strong as this opener. I, I am in agreement with Mr. Newworth on this one. I thought this was a tight ass episode. I really enjoyed it a lot. I dig it 0.25 for killing off two uh, characters that are more interesting than some of our main cast in one episode. And I dig, I dig it another 0.25 for no werewolf Morgan. So I give it a 4.5 total. But as my friend Ross would usually say at this point, who cares what we think? Because we're a bunch of blowhards. Um, we have a Facebook group and we ask for your ratings on our shows every week that they put out a show. We ask for you to join us and be part of our show and tell us what you thought about the episode. And since I'm doing all the recaps this week, I have sloughed off my responsibilities to Mr. Aaron Newworth. Yes, here we go with our Toby ratings for The End is the Beginning, which once again is located on our Facebook page, as Jenna just pointed out. First one we have here is from Johnny Stower. He writes, for this first episode, I give it a five bloodshot eyes of Morgan, who's not Morgan anymore out of five. I really like this episode. I don't know if it's because it's been off for so long or maybe because the rest of the group wasn't there. Did Morgan finally get rid of his stick for a new weapon? Finally, let's hope this season is good. Fingers crossed. Richard, <laughs> Richard Cherry Chopper Cherry. Say it, Jim. I can't ever say the name. <laughs> Sorry, Rich, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, the marathon man who likes Coors Light. Thank you. He writes, I still haven't finished last season yet. Thought it was tailing off. Got three left. But seeing Johnny Stower, five out of five, it's given me renewed hope. So we hope you catch up with that one, Rich. Next one we have here from David Brew. He writes, five Tobys out of five, secretly wishing for a Toby return. We all are. 
That blade and the transformation of Morgan was extremely satisfying, and I am super hyped for this season as a result of this surprising opening. I love the idea of a broken dam draining a lake that had covered a long-forgotten... T- see, that's what I was saying, David. I can't wait to see more inter- integration of the Civic Republic into the story arc and see whether Jenny is impacted... Ginny is impacted by them. And uh, here we go with Yuki Yoshi Sawada here. Yeah, it's a long list. Five, pass out, wake up, repeat out of five. I, 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 uh, I recommend you hydrate before you start at Yuki Yoshi Sawada. Well, here, well, we're doing this. Number one, and we're back with Morgan Jones. The only question is, which Morgan are we getting today? Life is precious, let them kill me, Morgan, or must clear kill all Morgan? It's either hearts and rainbows or the sky's falling with this guy. Number two, he's a army medic. And the apocalypse gods provide. Lucky, Morgan, you have been sent a boat while you're drowning. Let him heal you. Three, sigh, we're going to have to kill the dog, aren't we? There was a time when I would have been sad about that, but The Last of Us has desensitized me from that. Yeah, that's the truth. We're having dog meat tonight, guys. Four, that got dark. Four, Morgan, whoever had this base would not go far, and it's been almost a month. They're not coming back. As for who brought him to the water tower, I say Madison, no bodies, no death. Okay, on an unrelated note, Hoodie Ninja Madison, <laughs> right? Keep the dream alive, guys. Uh, that would get me. That you would you would you'd win yeah. right there. If it was if the if, if, if the Ninja Mad- Madison, if Mass wow. Ninja was Madison and she was on that show all of a sudden, that'd be something. What if she uh, was old? What if uh, Hoodie Ninja was old man Nick in disguise? Old man closed Nick. I mean, that'd be a bigger surprise. But yes, yeah. I, that would get me too. Number five. Yeah, I figured he was a ranger once in the last if they met. Bet there's a lot of rangers who have or want to go go AWOL. Uh, number six, it's about God, God time. Welcome to the apocalypse, Morgan. We've been waiting. Now, hopefully, he can be middle Morgan. All life is precious unless some, the, unless they come at me. Then they... Then, <laughs> the grammar. Then it's no, on no keeps. Yeah, no, like a, you know, like a normal person. Seven. Dear Virginia, I hope Emil wasn't your best hunter because I was literally dying of sepsis, practically had one hand behind my back and only armed with two by four with a two by four as a weapon against a Hulk with a Middle Earth axe and still one. I <laughs> ask you to send me a challenge next time. I'm, I'm winking while I read that. Yours, I, I heard. I could hear you winking. <laughs> yours, the new Morgan Jones, a.k.a. the Reaper. B.S. I call your bluff. People is a resource to you. Bring it. Number eight. So I'm not completely sure, but I think the spot where Morgan's wound is might be the same spot where Morgan got bit in the comics, so that's pretty cool. Number nine, according to an early screener, a callback to Days Gone By is featured in this episode. Anyone spot that? Uh, Let's see. The horse, I guess? The horse, right? That'd be my guess, right? I guess. Uh, I mean, what else? Uh, Someone will point it out to us. Number ten, Emil is the first person Morgan has killed... Killed through the Fear series. Of course, Morgan has numerous people through the universe as a whole. Kampai. 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 He's the first person. I guess, I mean, if he says it, I, I'm not going to disbelieve him. Maybe Hardwick said something I'm talking about or whatever. But. Who knows what Hardwick said. Um, but th- thanks a lot, Aaron. And you can uh, join us on the Facebook group and leave your comments for every episode of The Walking Dead. Fear of The Walking Dead and now Walking Dead World Beyond as well. Plus, you can get links to all of Aaron's reviews of all of uh, aforementioned episodes at uh, WeLiveEntertainment.com. But you can catch the links right there in the Facebook. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't do that. 
Plus, uh, you know, we put the links right up there for every new episode in case you're not following on iTunes or whatever. So, again, Facebook.com. You may have heard of it. Check it out. Um, next, we're going to talk about Walking Dead World Beyond. The Blaze of Gory is the name of this episode. My, what a what a cunning pun. Um, this episode was more, like, character-focused for the first part, right? Yeah. Like, it was basically, like, focusing on the four kids, Iris, Silas, Hope, and Elton. Well, that, but also it was giving Felix a lot of backstory with all the flashbacks as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. We get that all through the show with Felix and Huck falling behind. It, um, I mean, there's even a part where Felix says he thinks one of the kids wants to be found by them, so. Um, but anyway... I mean, you get like Iris and Silas kind of, kind of flirting a little bit, and then they, uh, they, uh, they hope and Elton have a, a an angst conversation about their existential despair, and then they play a game of Monopoly in a treehouse, and then they make an inside joke about Big Mo, um, Big so Mo, it, Big Mo. So, you know, they're just trying to add, like, a level of authenticity to these characters. And I get that. After the big info dump we got last episode, that's it was more welcome than I that. I kind of wonder if, was the plan originally, this was first two episodes were supposed to be back-to-back. Yeah, that's what I was saying last week, and I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if that Is was. Is it really? Because I'm like, you know, if we would have went right into this, I could, it would have made last week not feel as sucky because yeah, something happens by the end of the set like something that's like yeah. of note as far as a big set piece right so right that's, so that's why i feel like the last week mon- having that week separating the episodes really did a service yeah as far as making a first impression at the same time when you look in the history i mean yeah. if yeah. you go back to the show you're not going to watch it week to week you're going to watch it you know on your your 6k or whatever we get to <laughs> your, 8K, your 8k blu-ray in the future and uh, be like yeah i watched it back to back and it was fine because people for some reason still be talking about the walking dead the world beyond <laughs> so. i don't think so i don't know they will i don't know anyway the big obstacle this week is a tire fire uh they call it the blaze of gory because they do and uh, it's but no, I mean, no, hold on. You're giving a lot of short shrift here. I do think there's interesting stuff okay. going out of this episode. I do think the idea okay. of a of a giant tire fire that keeps burning for years at this well, or decades at this point. Yeah, I it's think, like Springfield. It's the Simpsons gag. Yeah, I mean, it is, but I still it's still neat. I I like the idea of that. It's I like, thought yeah, the, it's, I, it's I just, just didn't understand why the smoke would attract the zombies. I <laughs> I mean, it's just that was that was the whole premise of them. Like like the they call it, I guess, the the campus colony there or whatever. They use that sm- that you know tire fire to attract the zombies there and keep them away from their people. But I just didn't get why a zombie would be attracted to burning rubber. Because what else is out there? It's they're in Nebraska, a famously terrible something place that's established by this show. There's something moving in their eye line. Yeah, it's just it's oh, anything. There's no. probably some noise, and it's just so big. I, I, I could, a giant tire fire has a lot of crackling and popping noises. Yeah, it's just like it's something out there as opposed to nothing at all. I, I hear you as far as the show doesn't necessarily display it in a way that makes me feel like the zombies would be. I can get that as far as a production standpoint goes. But as far as the concept, I, I can get behind that. Yeah, I was expecting when they first mentioned it, I was expecting like, you know, this like giant mountain of rubber just on fire. 
and this was more like just pockets of fire here and there. With yeah, it wasn't that it wasn't that uh, impressive visually. I completely agree there. I have other one in Springfield looks much cooler. Yeah, <laughs> you're, you're right. But like, most, <laughs> most things Simpsons related are much cooler. Yes, that's true. That's true. I, I but that speaks to a larger point I think about this the show so far. I'm not very impressed with it on a production standpoint. Like I think there's there's stuff there that works, but there's like when you see the zombies, and it's especially weird because it's a Nicotero thing and KMB, they look like people wearing zombie masks. Have you guys noticed this? Like they don't look as good, nearly as good as the zombies in the other shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I when agree, they, I agree with that. Like that one that falls in the pool with I, when Iris is trying to find it at the beginning. When I look at the in the face of it, it just looked like someone's wearing a very long mask because like their eyes are just right there. It felt less like their eyes are hollow. Or whatever, it just felt like you know, you're just wearing a prosthetic, and it's like, why is this the case now? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm here for the illusion and all, but it just, it's not selling it nearly as well as the other zombies sh- shows on the same network. Right? It could have been their budget for this show, and it's like, why skimp here? The thing that you need a budget I for. Know. <laughs> like, that's what's getting. It's supposed to be your big premiere, uh, you know, only two season. Uh, a limited series, you know, big thing, you know, you'd think you'd want to put the money to it, but AMC yeah. is notoriously cheap. So they are. So well, I just, they are you, well, given that we, we've established that there have been like reshots and reshoots or what have you for like the pilot stuff. I can only hope that the rest yeah. of the show follows a better track as far as well. That and works. they're having to sandbag some of the budget, you know, to save up for whenever Lenny James crosses over and comes <laughs> when he comes to save the show in sex season two. Yeah. When he does become Werewolf uh, Morgan. Yeah. Guys, if season two opens with Werewolf Morgan, oh my God, this be the best show. I will get five out of five stars. Um, throughout the episode, we're getting, we are getting flashbacks, like you said before, Aaron, about Felix mm-hmm. and his backstory. Um, when we, uh, we get our teen, uh, teenage Felix, he gets thrown out of his house uh, for uh, his father finding out that he's gay. So we got to talk about this. Cause this is yeah. So, I mean, on the one hand, like the kind of the situation, like they're going for something that's authentic. I get that. But man, do they lay it on really thick? Yeah. I, it's a mix of. It's not so much. It's not so harsh as the anti-gun episode of Arrow. But yeah, it's the same <laughs> kind of same ballpark. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like look, how, look how woke we're being. <laughs> It's just so, like they throw out the F word and it's like, OK, I get it, whatever. But it's like it's it's the response the kid, the young Felix has where it's like, I do everything for you. I pay your bit like he's just reaming off like lines. And it's like there's a way to do this where there's nuance and it feels powerful or what have yeah. you. And instead it's like, yeah, this is sad, but all right. But you, you read the script well, like, I guess. Like, it's, well, and I'm confused, though, because I thought his father was. The guy that is taken, the scientist or whatever that was taken. Well, no, that, he that, took no, him that, in. That's I mean, Hope and Iris is dead. Yeah, that's Hope yeah, and Iris. But he dead. took him in. As well, a I thought he was their brother. No, no, no. Oh. He was like a. I'm, I'm assuming he's like a mentor. He was oh. a mentor to him. Right, but they're and, not related. Yeah, but they're not. He didn't okay. adopt him like. He, yeah. he, I don't know. For some reason, I thought he was their their brother. Okay, yeah, he's just family, you know. Like they. Well, know. no, I mean, we see his father in this episode. Yeah. Well, least. yeah, that's why I was confused. I'm like, wait a second, oh. I, Chubb. I get it. You know, all these white people, they look alike. What you look at, he's like, <laughs> it is true. Man. Exactly. There it's you so go. true. <laughs> yeah, can't, can't, you can't fault anybody who says that. That's so true. <laughs> it doesn't. 
But anyway, um, we get the whole backstory on Felix, like I said. And then when the apocalypse breaks out, he tries to go back home, and his parents won't let him back in. They lock the door. Mm-hmm. And but, that see, that part did get me a little bit because like that's me. <laughs> like, it's so yeah. like yeah. you gotta let me. In. They're like, go away. We don't. It's need like they you. really hammer home the how how hateful his father is. I mean, it's that's like so, a real. Yeah. The world is ending around. Yeah, Z- yeah. The dead are walking around. They're like, nope, yep, my son's nope. gay. Now that, get out of here. Yeah, I can't like, have that gay on me, but zombies can get me. Yeah, yeah, zombies are okay, but gay, nah. We can shelter some zombies. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep a few of them here. Yeah, not it, was kinda, it was pretty heavy. It was and the kids all went back to get to his house, and that's the result. It's like, boy. <laughs> I think, I think I, with better writing, it would have been a better impact you know what i mean of what they're trying like you were writing like this guy was that heavy, it's like that aaron well, well mm-hmm. oh, i'm sorry Daryl. well it just felt like they were writing that this guy was that angry and hateful towards his son because he was gay but i didn't mm-hmm. feel it from the performance I, that he was right. actually that bad. exactly it's like aaron aaron made a really good point you can see what they're going for mm-hmm. you can see the kind of impact they're trying to have right but it just really isn't Because I've there. seen uh, shows where they've dealt with this many times. Movies, you know, in films. Yes, of course. And, you, and they've done less than this, but you feel the impact it has of more a child of a being right. ostracized because of who he is. There's right? a verisimilitude, right? There's a, a, in this, yeah. it very much had that after-school special feel. Remember back in the day? Where we, oh, yeah, totally, man. It, it really had that that after school special where they were, tr- they're trying to, to portray these feelings, but they just didn't know how to write them or let the actor act them out. Like, again, this, this really does feel like another episode where they don't trust the actors that they hired to, to do their job. I thought, I, the, I thought, oh, I'm sorry, real quick. I thought the teenagers were written better in this episode than in the first but again, you're right. Like the emotional impact was not there, Daryl. Go ahead, Darren. I'm sorry. I think I I agree. Well, I, I you're okay. I I feel I agree with you. I think the teens were better just because they let them just. They're not having to be like. By the way, I'm from a you know there was a plane crash and I did this when I was young. Oh yeah, yeah that plane crash from the night the world. Like it's not a lot of yeah. let's explain exactly why we're in this situation. It's more mm-hmm. about yeah let's hang out and play Monopoly in a treehouse. Like there's a lot more natural stuff going on where teens, yeah. younger actors can relate to that easy and act that well and not have to focus mm-hmm. on the mechanics of the plot and more focus on enhancing their own characters. I can't say the same about um, adult Felix and Huck, especially no, Annette, Annette that. Hunter. She had a lot of it. Cause this is an episode where it is more about giving you what her character is supposed to, cause there's more of her and it just, it's not sounding natural and it's no. a kind of a shame, but I mean, there's another area where I, you know, you know, the, the problem is we're smart enough to know that the show will probably get better from an acting standpoint, just because mm-hmm. that's how things work. Right. But we're still sitting here watching the early pains of it taking place. And it's right. like, yeah, this is a bit rough right now. To let them gel. Because fr- I really didn't, the vibe that, that Huck and uh, Felix. and Phyllis give off is like, are they dating? Like, I, I in the very beginning of the first episode, I like for a second, I was like, are they just the, the yeah, language was off. I was confused. Yeah. I didn't really get it. Um, well, well, like, even in the payoff of the storyline where Felix like goes back to his childhood home mm-hmm. and then he goes in and he uh, kills his zombified parents or whatever. It's he, like, we don't really know really. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, was, I, yeah. But you can't really read his emotions. You can't. It's not, you can't it's not like, yeah, like whether he's like getting revenge or whether right. he's like, 
pushed them out of their mid- like which you can't tell it's just not acted well. Yeah, I don't know if they're going for it that he he is still such a kind person that even with being hated by his parents that he did this just as a mercy kill or exactly. he has had all this anger built up in him all his years and then this is him getting getting the anger out like I just don't I just feel like if it was better acted we'd know one way or the other which it was or better shot or better better shot shot too it's doing a lot of cutting like it gives you a lot of like weird like it gives you a lot of weird flashbacks where Mm -hmm. I don't quite know what the rhythm and it's not a matter of I just you know I don't get it it's more of the show's not doing enough for me to just like tell you this is what happened exactly I'm working and I I get they're doing the best friend thing with Felix and Huck but they just haven't found the rhythm of how to, yeah, to be the best. You know, like these are probably <laughs> road dogs. They're road dogs. They're they ride with each other no matter what happens and support each other. But they just don't have that. Like there's just some actors that automatically yeah. when they get on the first episode together, they just gel right away. Right. There's others that just need time to, to you can gel. tell. You can tell when like uh, actors have that chemistry and have yeah. that kind of that. It's not even the chemistry, just kind of the like the the physical awareness yes. of each other to yes. just be comfortable in the space with the other person. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Um, that someone would if they were familiar like that with one mm-hmm. another. So, but yeah, I, t- I told you I'm getting that. But that's the payoff for the Felix storyline in this episode. Um, at least as far you know, in that part. Um, the the our kids. Of course, either have to go directly through the blaze of gory, right. or go around it, right? Mm-hmm. And it'll uh, take it'll be sixty miles if we go around it, right? Sixty mile truck around this. But you still have that like, overachiever note that they're tra- dealing with with Iris, and the uh, I'm I'm really not the you know like I'm worthless kind of thing with hope. Well, I thought it would be the other way around. I thought Hope would want to cut straight through and Iris would be cautious. That's what I thought, too. But, but it turned out to be the other way. Yeah, yeah, I guess they're doing the it differently around. where Hope is still feeling guilty for killing that woman. So she, I, you know, because that's heavy handed, too, where she yeah. feels like she she doesn't deserve to be forgiven um, and, and whatnot. And then you have Iris, who's just overly... Try. She feels like she's the heir apparent, and she should be able to lead them, even though she has no experience whatsoever being in any of this situation. Um, none of them do. Like it's it is a weird beat to me that they keep going with this. Like you would think that hope has been out there. Like if I could see if hope was found outside the walls and brought in and adopted, and she is more comfortable dealing with zombies than iris and iris is trying to uh trying to live up to that because her father is the the Mm -hmm. leader you know the person that everyone looks up to and she's trying to 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 be that and hope is just naturally that i could get it but i don't know what they're going with going alternately you know iris probably is kind of underestimating the threat the zombies cause because she doesn't have that experience that hope did outside the wall at all i mean they both are (laughs) yeah they both are kind of under i mean but i think that's part of the reason why iris is like about cutting right through rather than going around you know what i mean because i think they she under totally is underestimated none of them are comfortable killing no no no, of course they're they're not but 
Like, well, the, isn't there a scene where one of them barfs on a zombie and they apologize for it? And stuff Iris, no, that? Iris yeah. uh, vomits and she jumps on it like, that's what you get for coming at me. And then Hope comes behind her and says, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing I want to emphasize that I think there's, there's more going on with Hope that makes the, it, it shows there's some promise with what her character is because yes, she's like, she's supposed to be a, a contrast to Iris, despite them being like sisters, that Iris is more of the, yeah. you know, quote unquote, goody two shoes, try hard that wants to do the right thing and will, you know, do it by any means, but is also unskilled in all this hope. Limited skill she has. She is the one that, you know, shot somebody when she was younger during yeah. this whole thing yeah. and has this kind of rebellious attitude, but she's also kind of faking it. That's kind of the thing she's does yeah, with, she with Elton. She yeah, she wants to be. Yeah, she, she spray yeah. paints the sign that says the endlings were here and all that. Like she's, it's a like she's a lot like her sister. She's just not wanting to admit it out loud, but she's still doing things that are setting her up in a similar way. And I, I find that to be interesting. I and wish the show was is, is overly, overly on her, like almost yeah. like her father. Like the way he treats her is almost like how hard his father was on him. He's mm-hmm. overly. Uh, uh, on, you know, overly angry at her at every step. I guess they're going to be some, you know, there's sure, you yeah. know, for sure there's going to be a, a thing with that where they're going to turn a corner eventually and he'll stop, uh, treating her that way. And she doesn't like him either. Like, <laughs> there's just, you know, and then they'll kind of be more of a family like connection with them, I think, mm-hmm. as it goes. What were you okay. saying, Chubb? Oh, I was saying that um, hope to me, hope is the most interesting out of all the characters so far, as as far as there's a little bit of intrigue and depth into the the storyline or her story arc so far to where the others seem kind of wooden or cardboard to me. I mean, Elton's kind of cool, too. I'm seeing some growth character as well, but I don't know. Iris, that it's like. Oh, you mean Iris is? No, Iris is. She's just reading, reading her lines off the page. It's I don't know. And again, this is probably still because it's a a new show. But at the same time, these people have been making these shows for ten years. You would think that they. I don't know. It's just. It's very. It's like they. I think that they shot something completely different, and this is the Frankensteining together of it. I I don't know. It just feels real disjointed in places. But Hope, I don't know. She 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 keeps Hope alive for me. That this show is going to get much. Better. I I agree with you that she's the most interesting based off just what we've learned about her versus everyone else so far. Where like Silas is literally a blank slate right now, and we just know like, he did something, but he's shy. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Big Mo, like whatever. Uh, but Elton also, yes, he's lacking in further depth, but he also is, he's the most fun of these four people, clearly. Like he's, he's oh, yeah. Stuff. I don't know okay. how long that corduroy suit's going to last him, but he's, you know, he's making it work. Well, and, you know, how long until there's this really good bond between him and Hope, and then suddenly she they find out she killed his mother. Oh yeah, that's, that's coming. Playing on that, yeah, they've been pretty hard. They borrowed that. that. They borrowed that shit from the CW. That whole secrets plot line. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and then and then Silas is like, I was actually the flight control tower that crashed the plane and ruined all your guys' lives. <laughs> that's why they don't like me. Anyway, um, yeah, can can we stop with the the night the sky fell? 
business. I'm sorry. It's just not catching with me. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was yesterday in the time of the show. So. I get it. But it's like that, that phrase. It's almost like it wasn't included where the one girl's trying to make fetch a thing. That's mean girls. Fet- oh, oh yeah. mean girls. I'm sorry. Don't make fetch it. That shall never be a thing. That's how I feel about the, the night the sky fell. <laughs> anyway, so they decided to make uh, the shortcut through the uh, tire fire, of course. Um, and they get, uh, of course, they end up over their heads. The smoke makes in, you know, they can't see where they're going. They end up stuck in the middle of a zombie horde. Uh, Elton is able to cut through the crowd and set off an old tornado siren. Um, it draws the zombies away. And uh, Hope decides this is her time to step up. While everyone else is sleeping, she grabs a walkie-talkie and goes off into the smoke. They, <laughs> they're, conceptually, this is neat as far as, okay, where you got to sneak around this thing and there's the fire and everything. But they're just kids walking around through smoke. Yes. Smoke yep. is fucking dangerous. <laughs> yes. You can't just walk around in smoke exactly. like that. Yeah. Right. I, I can understand, like, Walking Dead, like, yeah, they're not going to cover their faces because we need to tell them from the right. whispers. I can I can buy that logic because, yeah, they're covered in guts, whatever. They're not even this coughing. Week, this, yeah, this week they're just like, oh, no, it's hard to see. It's smoke. <laughs> Fire is yeah. deadly. Yeah. Like, you can't just walk around in this. Doesn't work Especially, out. like, I mean, if you've been that close to rubber when it's burning... That's it's even hard. worse. It's hard to it's breathe. Even worse. It's hard to breathe. Yeah. Corduroy yeah. suit's not going to help you out very much right no. now. <laughs> no. And you, 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 you're like dehydrating. Like you're, like uh, yeah, there well, is a... I think it's only at the end you see Hope put the bandana up around her nose and mouth and whatnot. The rest yeah, of but that, even getting that close COVID. to it, the haze that would be <laughs> surrounding you uh, that close to a, a fire like that with, with, with the rubber and the chemicals, you would the heat would have them sweating and and the whole thing. They it's would not be passing hydrated. out. Yeah, they'd be like they'd Silas. Be Silas, you know, God bless him. He's a big guy. He's not handling that that no. well. Like no. <laughs> nope. Also, when they leave the area, when they get out of there, and she puts like this the tiniest piece of wood to block the door. It's like that's not going to keep a horde of zombies. No. But whatever. No. <laughs> like, I was just <laughs> about this this show so far is is the unrealistic or or unexplained things like they so do. when they're flashing back to Felix mm-hmm. teaching them how to fight empties um he's like got these nice graphically printed charts and whatnot and, and I'm just like so and then we the the whole thing with the can of food and everything else so the Civic Republic either they there are areas of the country and world that still have major manufacturing and production capabilities. They have a helicopter. I mean, I'm not going to put that yeah, past them. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just this saying, is, though, is, is 10 it years. seems kind of weird that there's still just pockets in middle America that are still <laughs> basically like in, in old times. I mean, not to cast any discrepancies on or disparaging remarks to anybody, but... There's some commentary there. It's not. There are areas currently that aren't in the zombie apocalypse that are less developed than yeah. other areas. Yeah. I mean, they're in. The yeah, country, but right? they have electricity, and you know, and, and so do these there. people. So does mm-hmm. so does Nebraska. <laughs> I don't know. There are there are areas out there that yeah, there are areas out there where they just don't have the the economic uh, stability that other areas do. And they just don't have things. Uh, listen, in New York, you used to, <laughs> like, working for the library, 
you'd be surprised. Everyone assumes every household has computers and Wi-Fi. You'd nope. be surprised how yeah. many yeah. don't have any of either. Like, it's just an assumption we make because we have that stuff. It's 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 a rarity for us not to have something like that. But you'd be surprised how little areas have. And and this world has been rebuilding. I mean, they're, the whole thing is they're they've been rebuilding for what ten years, right? They've been re- yeah. It's a, I, I I'm not surprised if like the Civic Republic and Port, Portland yeah. and um and Omaha, like between the three of them, since they're the only three that they're mm-hmm. you know constantly talking about, that there is between them various ways to develop certain things, like yeah. printing out Walker packets of how to handle walkers or shit like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can buy into that. I find that I find that to be more interesting as far as, oh, that's neat, as opposed to how does that happen? I do that's too, me. I do, too. I guess it's just the weird nerdiness in my brain of how are they doing it? Or I mean, what does the supply line look like? I don't know. I'm, I'm weird, I guess. You can make a laminating machine pretty easily. Just you know, yeah, get a bunch of plastic and yeah. heat it up. <laughs> That's how we get some rocks. Get some rocks and smush it together. Yeah. <laughs> That's how that works. Yeah. There you go. That's not how that works. In anyway. You're wrong. But <laughs> That's not how that works at all. So that uh, wraps up our second episode of World Beyond. What are your Huck ratings? Is that how we're going with? I guess. Well, I was thinking after this week's episode, I really like. What if we rate them? How many endlings? Out of? Mm. I don't know. I like the endlings thing, but well, let's uh, open it up to the listeners. See what they think. Yeah, we still do polls. I think we took polls out of Facebook. I don't know. Well, people are just why don't people just suggest what they think they should be, and we'll take the best suggestion. You don't have to. Don't to uh, you know limit yourself to what Mark Zuckerberg wants you to do. I can, Come on, Aaron. I can make a poll. I'll make a poll. It'd be easier. Okay, or do that then. All right. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's like Hux, Endlings, Silas's, Big Mo's. Oh, Big Mo's. I didn't think of that. And that you know, no, no. I don't know if you guys noticed there wasn't any Julia Ormond this week. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. I was missing. For our listeners lot. that don't use Facebook, can they mail in vote? I mean, we've been doing this show for 10 years, so if they wanted to mail in votes, they'd be doing it. Right. <laughs> Is there an address? Does, does Russ have a P.O. box he wants to use for us to get some mail-in busters? No. Are there any can – can they put them on some passenger walkers and send them our way so we can get them, like, 20 <laughs> weeks later? No. <laughs> no, it's only available through GeoCities. No. Yeah. Don't get me started on GeoCities. <laughs> yeah, I go to my Usenet crib. And then that's right. All those t- all those tire fires in Geo anyway. Is Geo Cities exist anywhere? Like archives of it or anything? They're under the so- dams. There's a dam that broke and it covered all the Geo Cities with water, yeah. but it drained them. And the, like yeah, the water drained away, and there it is. That's, a, that's mm. some movie pages from like 1996. It might be on the Wayback Machine. I don't know. <laughs> all There's right. this thing called the Internet. Check it out, buddy. Mm. <laughs> anyway. We're doing a podcast. <laughs> sure. Let's do how many uh, how many hucks do you give this, Daryl? Uh, too loud. Too, too quick. Uh, not not quick enough. Aaron, <laughs> I'm drunk with power. I give this three hucks. Silas Endling Big Mo's out of five. I I think this is a stronger episode than the first one. It's still not great, but I do think it overall like it's giving me more of an idea of what this show's trying to be. I do wish it had. 
better qualities to add to scenes, mainly in the acting and in the writing. Um, but I do like I I'm I'm putting in a lot of optimism, thinking that this is leading somewhere better. So I'm, I'm at a three right now uh, because I do think that this was more. I wasn't I was bored last week, so like this one didn't bore me. So that was a nice plus right there. And um, yeah, so uh, three 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 out of five um, ratings. Hey, Gerald, <laughs> you're getting another chance. Go. Uh, I just didn't care about it. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, bored me completely. I wanted to, but I did care. But I, yeah, I just didn't care about any of the characters. I just didn't care about any of the episodes, really. No. So how many whatevers do you give it? How many uh, endling the hug? I, I said two before, but now I go by one. Two. One. one. Yeah. <sighs> All right, Chubb, what about you, buddy? Um. Yeah, I'm... I mean, I'm still not really that impressed with this show, and uh, th- but this was a huge improvement over last week. But again, like I said earlier, it just feels like this was supposed to be something else. And with that, and with some of the things piquing my interest in this episode, I have that hope that maybe there's going to be something better down the line, that it's going to gel and and come together. So um, I'm just in the middle of the road with a three on it. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I just really hope that the potential that it has, you know, comes around. I'm going to give it a two and a half. Cause I find it very mediocre, very middle of the road. The acting was not great. The writing was not great. I thought it was better than the pilot, but uh, not by a lot. Maybe so, I was just riding high on fear because I was like, "Well, that yeah, was great." Fear, so, fear was that, great. Yeah, I, that that maybe, encouraged me more that, when I watched yeah. World Beyond afterwards. Mm-hmm. You just rolled rolled that goodwill off into uh, World Beyond. So, uh, do we have any uh, Huck ratings from our uh, listeners, Mister Newworth? Yes, we do. Let me pull that up right here. I was making the making the official poll. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, you're okay. you're okay. I got it. I got it. Here we go. So yeah, we once again from our Facebook group. Um, we did ask for ratings for this week's episode, and this week we start off with Mike Jones. He writes four big mo's out of five. I'm really enjoying the way the cast works together. It seems believable that they're all friends and have each other's backs. The flashbacks were really heartbreaking this week. As a parent, I could never do what Felix's parents did. I had to deduct some rankings because there's no way they could breathe an entire fire, let alone much less lay down for the night. Exactly. exactly. Thank you, Mike. Yes. yes. Anybody who's ever smelled a tire fire been near one mm-hmm. will tell, we'll tell you that. Yeah. Also, David writes Big Mo, and I very much agree with that too. So good job, both of you guys, on that rating. Uh, Richard writes Richard Cherry Chopper Charrington writes uh, Chopper Cherry Charrington writes four stand by me out of five. All that's missing is a train track, a pond full of leeches, and a scrapyard owner setting two to two or three walkers onto the kids while shouting "Sick 'em!" Really enjoyed this episode. The show has potential, and I hope they just stick to a two-season run. John Johnny Stower writes, four hucks out of five. I like this show so far. I like how they did the flashbacks. Hopefully a little more to, of this to come with flashes back to the fall of everything. Maybe they learned something from fear messing that up. I really hope – I'm really hopeful on this show and look forward to the coming weeks. Remember when they used to have flashbacks on The Walking Dead, by the way? Like, yeah, I do. I do. Because it was really jarring seeing them this week. I'm like, I oh, yeah, that's right. There were flashbacks. Like there's the, the real world exists. Golly. Uh, David Brewer writes 4.5 Huckleberries out of five. I'll be your Huckleberry. This one seems to be better than the opener for me as the characters are now becoming more interesting. The constant backstory segments threw me off first at first because of cinematography that I was more used to in the other Walking Dead shows. 
I really want to know more about the CR and the connections with the father and Rick and Fear the Walking Dead. So it's looking forward to more of the interconnectivity of this universe. But a lot of positive reviews so far. We're all <laughs> much more, much more less giving. Um, and of course, here we go with uh, Yugi Yoshizawada here. Gear up. Okay. Three, you guys are making bad decisions, and that bums me out out of five. Iris, don't you know not to play with your food? Just kill the empty and let's go. Two, okay, I officially nominate Hope as leader, mostly because I think she knows Felix is tracking them and realized, yeah, we're over our heads. Three, Big Mo! Four, what you want to go towards that you never... Why do you want to go to that that never-ending fire? We're who knows how many empties are at you guys can't even kill one you had multiple chances and failed you guys haven't learned anything in class judith give them their f's hmm. five <laughs> five hold up are we going to get flashbacks for this in this series okay you got to admit for a walking dead show that's kind of cool six great casting for young felix the actor was amazing yeah the flashbacks are my highlight seven the tin of food that iris is seen eating has the symbol of the alliance of the three on it this is the food and had in the junkyard in the Lost and the Plunderers episode of The Parent Show. In conclusion, these kids are going to die. Kampai! Also, he writes, just thought I proposed Big Mo be the name of our busters for this series. Kampai! Okay, so he's on the Big Mo train as well. Yeah. Well, if you have any other uh, nominations, uh, by all means, put them, put them in the Facebook group and we will, uh, we will look at all comers and uh, come to a decision shortly. Um, so I guess that about wraps it up for this episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast. Can everybody get together and tell uh, tell me where you can be uh, otherwise found on the internet? Let's start with uh, Mr. Daryl Taylor, the mogul himself. Uh, you can uh, of course hear me and Jim on uh, and Russ uh, on uh, the Taylor Network. One, me and Jim on the Nothing's On podcast. We we cover all the TV and movie stuff along with Donnie Salvo. And me and Russ, you can hear us on uh, Gotham by Geeks along with Hassan and and uh, Chris Campbell every now and then, um, as well as other podcasts that are all available uh, on all the major subscribing, whatever you call them, technology, I don't know, <laughs> apps and all Social. You do this for a living. I don't know. Yeah, he has a whole <laughs> network named after me. He doesn't know what it is. Okay. <laughs> What's a podcast? What it means to say is Taylor Network and podcast uh, podcasts are available on iTunes. They're on Stitcher. They're on Amazon Music now, which is really cool. Yeah, um, you fun. can check out Nothing's On. Also, the Players Club, which we just started a new video game podcast. There, so. what a podcast! Is. You're playing with Ice Cube? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. My Players yeah, Club. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> of course, man. Yeah. The old, uh, you, you mean you mean Lieutenant Tutiola? Or no, that's Ice T. I'm sorry. Oh, but, get it right. Yeah, I, the Players Club is not a good movie. Uh, Aaron, <laughs> where can you be found online? You can find everything I do over at my personal blog, thecodazeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there, but I'm also writing movie reviews over at weliveentertainment.com, where my past Walking Dead reviews can be found, as well as on Wise to Blue for Blu-ray reviews, and I'm on Variety occasionally interviewing filmmakers, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Oh, and I host a podcast called Out Now with Aaron and Abe, where my friend Abe and I discuss weekly movies releases. Um, currently for October, we're doing all these special horror-themed episodes, which is a lot of fun. It's always every year a lot of fun to do. Uh, we've so far talked about diversity in horror this year, as well as the Friday the 13th 40th anniversary retrospective. 
Um, we got some other cool stuff coming, and we have all of those episodes uh, on Audio Boom and its own special playlist. So if you want to find a lot, me talking a lot more about horror movies, you can do just that uh, by listening to Out Now There and Indeed. Awesome sauce. Chub Toad, you magnificent bastard. Where can you be found? You can find all of my movie reviews from the mid-90s on GeoCities somewhere. <laughs> awesome! Uh, but other than that, um, I'm on the socials at ChubToad01. Sweet. And like Daryl said, you can catch me weekly on Nothing's On, the Taylor Network podcast. You can also catch me on a weekly segment called The Old Space Show on the Brandon Peters Show every week, every Thursday. We're going episode by episode through the most 70s of futures on Space 1999, starring Martin Landau, Barbara Bain, and a lot of white people dressed in beige. So check it out. It's really good. <laughs> so until there's no more room in hell on the dead walk the earth, remember, a real chef never tells his secrets. Don't be.